before we start, I have something new, fun, and free to share. After working closely with hundreds of podcasting students, I realized that different podcast hosts benefit from different podcast formats, marketing strategies, and monetization approaches to suit your goals. That's why I put together a new short quiz called What's Your Podcast Host Advantage, which you'll find online at witandwire.com advantage. My goal is to help current and aspiring podcast hosts figure out what makes you unique as a podcaster. And along with your results, I'll also share a few personalized tips to help you grow. Since you're the first to take it, I'd love to know what you think. Again, the URL to take the quiz is witandwire.com advantage. Welcome to the Wit and Wire podcast, where we help podcast hosts climb the charts, turn a profit, and make an impact. I'm your host, Melissa Guller, and in each episode, we share simple tips and creative strategies to help you create a binge-worthy podcast that listeners love. As a podcast host, the one thing that's more important to me than anything else is, of course, you. Loyal listeners are the heart of any great podcast, so it's worth asking ourselves, how can we find not just more listeners, but more great listeners? And how do strangers on the internet become our biggest cheerleaders and ambassadors over time? It's such an important question to ask. So today, I invited customer journey designer DeSola Davis to join me as we unpack the best ways to nurture leads build relationships, and give our people exactly what they need at exactly the right time. Not only that, but Azola will share more about what she calls your secret sauce, which will help differentiate you as the clear best option for not only your dream podcast listeners, but your ideal clients and students too. Now let's meet today's guest. Desola Davis is a customer journey designer who helps online course creators and coaches design a delightful sales experience that makes their customers do a happy dance while they buy. She has a knack for bringing clarity and confidence to the sales process, a superpower that has helped her clients make over $100,000 in the last six months. Her joy is to help online creators and thought leaders find their raving fan base, spend more time working with their dream clients, and leverage their positioning advantage to grow their business. Now let's kick off our conversation by first asking, what exactly is a customer journey? And why does it matter for podcasters? The way I define it is from where a person defines their problem, realizes that they have a problem, and it goes all the way until that problem is solved. This is different from a sales funnel, the way it's traditionally taught, which means you attract a lead, you convert the lead, you make the sale, rinse and repeat. And so sales funnels are typically built to help you get more sales. They do exactly what they're designed to do versus a customer journey that keeps the problem at the center. And the way I teach it to some folks as well when I coach them is it keeps the problem at the center, it keeps your customer the hero, and it keeps you as the guide. And so it gives you that freedom and the courage to continue to share what it is that you do for people, how you solve their problems, and how you hold a solution for someone who has been, they spent, you know, endless hours, perhaps a lot of resources, a lot of time, a lot of money searching for someone who does exactly what you do. It removes imposter syndrome, which I consider myself an imposter syndrome warrior. And it keeps relationships at the center as well, because I believe that sales at the end of the day is about forming relationships and then developing those relationships so that you can make your community better. So that's 
customer journey in two minutes or less. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love that reframe too, because I think a lot of people feel really stressed about selling. But when you think of it as you are the guide, you have the solution to their problems, then it really becomes very like service oriented. It becomes very helpful. And then it starts to maybe help people start to see selling as a positive thing instead of this kind of negative thing that gets a bad rep. Yeah, absolutely. And I also help my clients reframe the sales because a lot of times when they come to me, it's one of two things. They they've created an offer that they actually really don't like, or they don't like their sales funnel for one reason or the other. And so it just turns into this whole throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like I hate selling. I just want to like outsource it. Or, you know, you keep talking about these delightful customer journeys, but I really can't see how I will ever enjoy selling. So, you know, all of that. But If you think about the fact that when someone has a problem, like think back to the last time, like you had a problem. I was talking to you about a problem that I had before we jumped on this podcast interview and how much time you devote to removing the frustration and just the like stuckness you have whenever you have that problem. I tell them problems make people feel powerless. And so if you have a solution that can help them get that power back, help them kind of move on from where they feel like they can't pass go or collect $200 and all of that, that does put you in a very powerful position to them. And in my mind, if someone's on fire, I don't need to check how big my fire extinguisher is. If it's going to help, then let me tell you that I have something to help you with. And so just reframing that and realizing that at the end of the day, the sale is not really about you. It's really about the person that you get to help. Mm-hmm. And as an example, what's a problem that you help people with? Oh, very good. I help people create delightful sales experiences that they enjoy and they feel confident in pulling their dream clients into. I help them create a delightful customer journey, but then also grow a loyal raving fan base of people who are always primed and ready to invest in working with them. And as an online business owner myself, I know how many, you know, pains we feel day to day. There's a lot of positive stressors on your business and a lot of, I think, good pressure to really provide a good service and keep your business afloat. And so you're talking about this delightful customer journey. So I imagine for me, then that could mean my problems are I'm not getting the kinds of customers that I want, or I feel like I should be further ahead than I am. And I'm doing all these things right, but it feels like maybe those sales funnels we talked about, like they're not converting or it just doesn't feel like it's all the way there. And that would be a huge stress to my business. And so you would just be a breath of fresh air. Yes, exactly right. And I tell people, you know, I say customer journey, but really what I sell is clarity and confidence because a lot of the owners that come to me, a lot of the, especially in the online business industry, they have all the parts. They've heard all the lingo. They know what a lead magnet is. They know what a conversion experience or a launch event or a main event, whatever you want to call it. They know what all those things are, but somehow they're not talking to each other. Somehow, you know, people are ending up in their DMs asking them about services that they, they don't provide or inviting them to work with them and pay them for something else. You know, they're not getting qualified leads, people aren't on their whatever social media platform they have, we'll use Instagram for as an example, they're not in the comments raising their hand saying you are talking directly to me. So then what happens? It makes me not want to post on Instagram as much. It makes me want to explore other opportunities, quote unquote, if y'all can't see my air quotes, I've got air quotes up. It makes me want to strategy hop, right? So this week, I'm doing tiny offers. Next week, I'm doing high ticket. The following week, I'm exploring 
a membership. I'm rebranding every quarter. I'm sending emails to people who won't email me back. Like what in the world am I doing yet? And still I'm watching people that I consider quote competition, share their income reports and talk about how they had a five figure launch and all of these things. So then it makes me look like clearly I'm doing something wrong. Clearly there's something wrong with me. Clearly there's something wrong with my offer. And that's usually not the case. Most of the time, it's the fact that you are not speaking your dream client's language. You're not connecting with them. And so you're more so attracting people who don't find your offer valuable. Therefore, you're falsely thinking that your offer is not valuable, which is never, ever, ever the case. So that's what I do is I help put those parts together in a clear and streamlined customer journey. I help you attract and convert your dream clients so that you can build a business that you actually love to work in. Who doesn't want to work with people that they love? Like who wants to work with people? You know, you get that first sales notification or someone gets in your DMs and they buy your thing. And you're like, well, I just don't want to talk to them. Like, how can I make it so that I can just send them an email and they don't have to be in my coaching community? You know, you start kind of thinking those types of things through. But I believe that, A, you've got a gift. You've got a unique offer, unique solution to somebody's problem. And you deserve to build a business with a loyal raving fan base of people who are just like, when's the next opportunity that I can give you money? How can I pay you? (laughs) That's the thing. So that's what I help people do it on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I love that. And something else that you talk about, which I love, is this concept of finding like your secret sauce. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Your secret sauce is the most undervalued asset in your business by far. Why? Because it is the thing that you think. And we again, we had this conversation right before the podcast started. Is the thing that you think that it's normal. I normally do it. Therefore, I shouldn't be paid for it but it's the exact thing that's going to cause somebody to look for you. So anybody, I shouldn't say anybody that is kind of demeaning, maybe not that, but many people (laughs) can help you grow your Instagram following, but there's only one person that's going to do it in a way that you're going to value it the most. There's something, there's a way that they do it. There's a personality that they bring to it. There's an experience that they've had that allows them to deliver that offer, deliver that transformation in a certain way that attracts a certain kind of people. And so Knowing what your secret sauce is, is the fundamental thing that you need to start attracting the people who value it so that you never have to argue in the DMs or argue in the comments about whether or not your offer is valuable enough. You never have to feel like you need one more program, one more course, one more certification in order to make your offer feel valuable because you're already attracting people who know that they can do it on their own. They're feeling that powerlessness that we were talking about with the problem. And they're waiting for someone like you to give them the tools that gives them that transformation that they've been looking for. So knowing what your secret sauce is, that thing that you do innately, the reason that you went into business to begin with, the reason you identified a gap in your industry and tying that into your message is the first way or the best way to start attracting the right clients for your business. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I know a lot of podcasters worry about competition and we see like other shows out there doing the exact thing we wanted to do and it stresses us out or prevents us from starting. And maybe what advice would you give to somebody who's feeling like that way, that their podcast topic or their business idea has already been done before? Yes, I love this so much. I gave a talk a couple of months ago and that's one of the mantras that I stand by. And when I say it, it makes everybody uncomfortable. So Lean in if you're listening. I'm going to pause so you can lean in. Are we friends? You leaning in? 
Competition doesn't matter. Period. I'm going to let that land for a second. Competition does not matter. Why? Because your story is unique. It's as unique as your fingerprint, right? People are going to connect with you because of your story, because of your experiences, and because of your perspective. And again, it's so funny that we're talking about this now that we're recording because we just had this conversation about how, you know, you read so many books and they give you so much insight and it give you so much perspective on what to do and, and how to develop yourself. But once you look at it, once you're reading several different books on the same topic, you realize that the advice is the same because there's nothing new under the sun. What's different is their perspective. What's different is them boldly sharing what they're for. And so for you as a podcaster, if you are brave enough, first of all, to put together a podcast that's going to go out to hundreds, thousands, millions of people, think about Think about those people as as bodies in a room. These are the people that you're touching. And so if you're worried about what your competition is doing, again, you're going to take your focus off of the problem that you are solving. And so even though people are on fire, people are drowning, you're worried about how you look instead of how you can help them. And so do not think about competition because it really doesn't matter. Your raving fan base, your your own loyal podcast fan base is waiting for your next episode to drop. They're waiting for your next, the next problem you're going to talk about. They're waiting to hear your opinion on whatever it is you do. So get out of your own way and serve the people that you were called to serve. All I can say is preach. I feel like this is an episode <laughs> people should listen to again and again. It's hard. It's probably uncomfortable to hear competition doesn't matter, but I'm just loving all of this. So yes, all I'm going to say absolutely. is plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say it better. Double tap if you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm telling you, it. I have found that thinking about competition, analysis paralysis, imposter syndrome, like whatever that is, it only affects people who actually want to help people. People who are out for themselves never think these things, which is ridiculous to me. And that's one of the things I I was talking to my husband about this too, is once you get out of your own way and you make it about the people that are waiting on you, you start getting stories from people. I got a, a message from a former client who was in my coaching program about how she's just relaunched her framework. And it's beautiful. This was from a program that I wasn't even going to launch before last November. And now I have all of these transformational stories of people who have been able to find their secret sauce, create their own customer journey, and now they know how to make better business decisions. So what is on the other side of you pushing publish on that episode? What's on the other side of you just finally sending that, you know, posting that IG post? What is on the other side of you finally giving your opinion on one problem that you've been dancing around up until now? Who, whose problem is on the other side of that? When you stop making it about you, you're able to step boldly into what you've been called to, and you're able to start helping more people, and you're able to start seeing actual change in your community, the people that are listening to you. And even a small takeaway I'm having from this is that you can think of each episode as a problem a mini problem that you're solving for somebody. Absolutely right. And so I think we don't always think about that. We're thinking about, you know, things that we're interested in and that's valid too. But if you imagine delivering an episode that perfectly hits on the pain point your listener is having right now, that's going to build so much trust with them. 
Yes, absolutely. Because what do you want them to do? You want them to come back next week to, you know, two days from now, tomorrow, what, however often you're dropping your episodes. And you want them to be like, you want them to say, I wonder what Melissa thinks about this. You know, you want them to send you an email saying, hey, can you talk about this in your in your future podcast? Can you have so-and-so on your, on your podcast or something? Because I want to hear your take on that. Why? Because, and that goes back to the customer journey, the way I teach it. At the very end of the customer journey, there are five stages. The very end of the customer journey, what you're really wanting is to be viewed as a thought leader. And what is a thought leader? You are somebody who's able to change people's perceptions cause people to take action based on your words. Where are you sharing your words? On your podcast. So if you created this, why did you create this podcast? Like who wants to do this? Like share their voice and their opinions and things like that into the ether only for no one to listen. That's crap. It takes a long time and a lot of effort to put together a good podcast. So if you want people to take action, if you really want them to be that thought leader, it's exactly what you said, Melissa. You have to think of each episode as a problem that you're solving and you have to be true to your audience and understand what they need from you in order to take the action that you know will make them better. Speaking of what they need from us, I think that's a great segue into talking about your framework, the Strangers to Fans framework. So can you walk us through what those five phases are, big picture? Absolutely. Yeah. So big picture. So first you start in turning a stranger to fan. The five stages of the customer journey, they start out as a stranger. If you've never heard from me before, we are strangers to one another. This is the first time that you've heard from me. If you decide that you want to come into my community, you find me on Instagram at Tisola Davis and you decide to follow me. Now you're a part of my audience. Maybe you click into my email and you sign up for one of my resources and you join my email list. Now you're part of my audience. As an audience member, we're casually talking to each other, but you're not really interested in getting to know me, right? Like we're just, we're, we're kind of friends, friends on Facebook, quote unquote. But then you can move down that line into a prospect. And as a prospect, now you're seriously considering me as an option to solve your problem. I'm one of maybe three to five final contestants as to whether or not you're going to work with me. You're paying more attention to everything that I'm saying. You are watching all of my stories. You are reading every word in my captions. You are reading every word in my email. Maybe you ventured out and like emailed me back to ask me a question just to see if I'm cool. You're listening to every podcast episode that drops that has me in it because you're trying to make sure that moving forward with me is in alignment with your values and what you're looking for when it comes to a solution. And then you become my customer. You know, you jump into my launch event or something like that, or I send you a link to a webinar or something, and you really resonate with me and you decide to invest. My offer then becomes your solution, and we work together to solve that problem. A lot of times people think that the sales funnel, exactly what I just talked about from stranger to customer, is all you have to do. But the best way to grow your raving fan base is to take it a step further. And what does that mean? After they become your customer and you join forces with them to solve their problem, invite them to become an ambassador. Invite them to become what I call a fan. And a fan is someone who's invested in seeing your business grow so that you can help more people. And these people don't have to be paid affiliate commission, which affiliate commission is fantastic. They don't need any additional incentive because sharing you with other people is just the right thing to do. I don't need affiliate commission to tell people when they go to Starbucks, they need to get a vanilla sweet cream latte. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't need commission. Starbucks doesn't need to pay me a coin for me to tell them that when Christmas rolls around, creme brulee latte is all you need to get. 
right? So when you become the right thing to do, and you have a fan who's invested in growing your business, you can invite them to so many other opportunities to partner with you to get more people just like them. Or you can invite them to another opportunity to solve another problem together. And when you're inviting them, you don't have to do a lot of dating to get them to work with you again, right? Because as a prospect, they're asking all these questions. Now, as a you know, as an ambassador, you can just point back to, hey, we did this together. Do you want to do this together now? And so making that second sale, making that next sale, just it's so much easier and it's so much more authentic and it's so much more natural for you. And so when I think about that, even as a podcast host, I think about how they may find your podcast by searching for something that your podcast comes up for. So they may find your wit and wire because you talk about how to grow your podcast and how to, that kind of thing. And then, so they come into your audience, maybe they listen to a couple episodes and they hit subscribe. And then you invite them to download a checklist or something like that so that they can start thinking about their own podcast. And you start sending them emails that really resonate with them. They're looking at your Instagram and all of that. And then they see that you're inviting all these like bomb guests like DeSola Davis onto your show, right? And so as a prospect, when you're like, okay, I'm opening up my program and I want to help help you grow your own podcast. Will you come with me? Will you join me in this launch event? They come to your launch event and they're like, Melissa's so dope. And this podcast thing doesn't seem so overwhelming anymore. So I know that I want to get my message out there. So what do we need to do next? And Melissa says, well, if you want to become my customer, this is what a solution looks like for you. Once they come into your program and they're building their podcast and they're getting all these, they get accepted by Apple, which is like getting into Harvard at this point they get accepted by Apple and like all of these things are happening. You're just like, look at you. Do you remember when, you know, you sent me a DM and all, you know, all you had was an idea and now you have a full fledged podcast. You're about to do your launch. We're coming up on launch week and you have a hundred downloads, a hundred downloads of your podcast in one week. That means it's been listened to a hundred times in one week. How fantastic is that? Now, when it's time for you to reopen your program or when someone else is like, man, I'm looking, I'm looking to like grow my podcast or, you know, all these people are getting these podcasts and stuff like that. And I'm thinking about it. What's your customer going to say? Hey, have you checked out Wait and Wire yet? Here's the link. Thank me later. And that's what you want, right? As a podcaster, as you're solving those many problems, you're gaining trust. And so when you invite them to continue to work with you, and you ask them for the sale, it's going to be easy because why? We already have a relationship. You've already been in my ear, which is one of the most intimate moments. Like it's been me and you for how long? And now you're asking me to, you're inviting me into the sale. You get the sale. I get the transformation. And now you're asking me to you know, share the same feeling with other people. It's a heck yes for me every time. And that's how I become your fan. And that's how I'm able to bring more people into your program, more people into your community, get more people listening to your podcast. But a lot of times people don't put in any effort between that customer stage and the fan stage. They think once they hit customer, let's go back and fill the funnel, which is way more effort, way more time and way less ROI than building on the relationship that you've already worked so hard to get. Yeah. I have to say, I love this framework because I have a real I don't know, pet peeve with a lot of the online business world where I feel like there are some amazing salespeople. And then once you buy that program or you enroll in the service, you realize that that's where they stopped putting in effort. 
and that the thing that you've bought, they were amazing at explaining, but unfortunately, they can't actually deliver to the customer that they've booked. And it really drives me nuts because I am a course creator and I've seen the power of the transformation that online courses and great services can provide. And if you switch your thinking from how do I get more sales to how do I find more happy customers? How do I get people to the transformation that they want? And you shift your mindset in that way. I just feel like it makes such a huge difference. They come out the woodworks, out of the woodworks. And that's the thing, like for me, it shouldn't be so much effort to convince somebody that they need your product. That's the other thing. They don't need your product. But if you're speaking their language, they can't help. Like the hand's just going to go up. Me, you're talking to me. I'm some people. <laughs> I'm many entrepreneurs. That's me. How do you make it so that I don't have this problem anymore? And so they come out of the woodworks themselves. They self-select for themselves. And then they help out. Like even when you're not asking. I can't tell you how many times people keep reputting my mom. This is the first time I brought up my mom in a in a podcast interview, but this is going to make so much sense. My mom's like, you know, she follows me on Instagram, so she control me and also encourage me. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> she also encourages me. But she says, there's all these people that keep reposting your business. Like, who are these people? Mom, I don't know, but they love working with me. So they keep telling other people about me. And it's not because they get all, you know, I don't pay them to do it. They do it because I come to mind because someone said something and they thought about a problem. They go, you know, tag Desola Davis, this is the person you need to follow for that. Or this is the person you need to talk to for that. So I mean, really, when you stop thinking about how many sales you can make, and you start thinking about the real reason you started business, I mean, in addition to financial freedom and all those other good things, is how many problems you can solve and how many lives you can change with your unique gift and your unique offer, you're even more confident to sell your thing. You're right. Like a lot of people, especially in the online industry, it's, they're really great salespeople. And part of the reason I have this business now is because I am a product of bad delivery. I was that customer without a journey. I was that customer who got left with a login and a password for something that was supposed to transform my business. I was the one left almost $10,000 in the hole trying to find answers that I wasn't getting. Lots of resources, no real answers, no real tools. Instead of getting a desk with a manual, I got a whole bunch of planks of wood with a document that I could not understand. And when I went back to the Ikea to give it back, I was told, due to the nature of the digital product, no refunds will be given at this time. You know what I mean? And it's so funny because every time I tell that story, people were like, that was me. That was me. That was me. And somewhere along the line, people thought that this was, this was okay. This is just the nature of the industry that we're in. And so instead of taking that instead of just kind of, all right, fine. That's how it, it goes. I got mad. Why? Because I was working or I am, I still am, but I was working at the time. And I'm like, so you're telling me I'm investing my employee income that I could have used to buy several things, take myself on several vacations, and at least go to the spa into something that's not working for me. And now I still have the burden to go out and look for someone else to solve my problem. Not so, Chachki. Not so. Not so. We're not going to do that. And so since then, it's really been my mission to share with people, first of all, for the people that are trying to do it right, showing them that it can be a simple and delightful experience. And you can be so much more fulfilled in your business by serving the people that have been looking for you the whole time. And also serve as an example to people who think that it's okay to just teach you how to make sales instead of how to help people, that that's not going to be okay anymore. If I still have breath in my lungs, this loud voice, the sunshine attitude, this bubbly personality, I will scream about this from every rooftop that I am allowed. 
As you should. Well, <laughs> speaking of raising your voice, I do think that segs nicely into talking about podcasting. So we've talked about this strangers to fans framework. Where does the podcast fit into that experience? Oh, that's a great, great question. So when you think about your podcast, especially a lot of podcasters, the podcast isn't the whole business. They have other offers that they want to share. So when you think about your podcast, think about your podcast from a perspective of a stranger as well as an audience member. Stranger's big question is, do you care? Should we both be in the same room at the same time, breathing the same air? Do you even care that I exist? Do you care about the things that matter to me and things like that? And that's going to come out in your personality. That's going to come out in the values that you share. It's not even so much going to come out in what you're talking about. It's going to come out in how you're talking, right? It's going to come out in the stories that you're sharing. It's going to come out in the people that you have on and, and what you agree with versus what you disagree with and things like that. So like for me, one of the things that's really important to me is my face. So if that puts you off, then you're not going to really enjoy breathing the same air as me because it's it's ingrained in me and it's in the way that I speak, right? So whether or not you believe in God, if you're able to take the values that I'm trying to share through some stories from my faith, you'll love me. And, and also, if you like funny jokes and people acting awkward and stuff like that, you'll love me because I do that too. But that's that's what it is, is do you care? And then from the audience member, they want to know if you understand their problem. Do you understand my problem? That's it. It's, it's actually not very hard. It's do you understand it? And one of the ways that you can actually distinguish yourself as a podcaster is not only to understand it, but to do exactly what I did at the top of this podcast is reframe it. So I understand your problem. And yes, I can mirror it back to you. But what good is it for me to commiserate with you about how powerless you are to solve it? If I don't tell you that it can be solved and at least give you to show you the light at the end of the tunnel to show you how simple it is to solve. Right. So as you're talking and you're solving those mini problems with each episode, you're going to show them that you understand the problem and then you're going to reframe it in a way that shows them what a solution could look like. Right. So I'm not saying give them all of your IP <laughs> for free on your podcast, but I am saying show them that the problem can be solved. So you know, what that looks like could be, I just posted something earlier this week, might've been today, but about three problems that I believe that entrepreneurs are having, you know, I describe the problem. I also describe how they feel, but then I also say, in order to solve this problem, this is what you need. So I can tell you what you need. And so if you want more information, I can then give you an invitation to join, to come a little bit closer into my audience, right? I can ask you to download a, a resource. I can, I can refer you to another podcast episode and give you just little things that, that allow you to see that having a solution is possible. And then after the podcast, as you use that podcast, you can use it as a way to then get people to self-select based on the problems that you're showing, showing just a little peeking behind the curtains as to what the solution could look like. Talk to them and help have them self-select and say, hey, if you're ready to, to find out more, if you're ready to dig deep a little bit more into that solution, that's when you offer that first quick win, which is maybe a resource that solves one problem or, or solves step one of your framework. And then through that, once you've captured the email, lead them down a, a customer journey that ends with your product and think about how you're going to use that product to create a new fan. So podcast is definitely for the stranger and the audience. Do you care? Do you understand my problem? 
also understand that whatever episode you're promoting or you're promoting your next resource needs to make sense for the type of transformation that you're offering with your signature product. Mm -hmm. And obvious as this sounds, you do need to offer something else within the episode, because I think that's something I've noticed a lot of hosts are missing. Even if you don't know exactly what you're going to sell, maybe you're newer in business, maybe you're just kind of using your podcast as a first step, you can still have a freebie. You can still have something that is the next thing that they can do because otherwise I feel like you're missing out on that opportunity to move them through the strangers to fans framework. You're not going to get them into that next phase. Yeah. Y'all are just going to be friends that see each other at parties sometimes for a long time. Yeah. You're just acquaintances. Yeah. If you, if you don't give them a place to go, if you don't tell them exactly, and that's one of the things I've learned about business and coaching and running my own business and things like that. If you don't tell them what to do, they're not going to do anything. So they're going to say that was a great episode. They may take notes, but they're not going to do anything. And unfortunately, even with the quote advice or even with the solutions that you you provide on that podcast episode, they're not going to do anything because you didn't give them a resource to continue the conversation. You didn't give them a resource to keep the problem kind of at the at the forefront to say, hey, if you're thinking about something uh, or if you're thinking about this problem, just know I'm it. Just know I'm the solution, Whenever, whether it's you or someone else. Just know I'm the solution. And so you're right. Absolutely. Give them a freebie. If you don't have a freebie yet, if you're somebody who's built for connection like me, invite them to a monthly meetup so that that you can continue that relationship with them so that when you do have something to sell, you don't have to reintroduce yourself to your crew. They know who you are. You can actually start doing some pre-sales, which is for me, that's what I did with my program. I didn't have a podcast yet, but it was easy for me to go to my loyal raving fan base that I've been cultivating and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing a group program because I know a lot of people can't really afford the one-to-one. That's okay. But I want to help as many people as I can. This is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And I, I filled my wait list probably within the first two days of sales because I had already built that that trust. I'd already built that relationship. So something as small, like I said, as a monthly meetup for an hour, if you have 60 minutes in every 30 to 31 days, by the time you have something to sell, you won't be selling to strangers. You'll be selling to people who know who you are. I love that you mentioned that it doesn't have to be a freebie because much as that's a great approach, this meetup idea, I think is such a great tip. Even if you're a community builder and you want to have a free Facebook group, if you prefer Instagram, just having like a place where your people can go, I think is what matters the most. Yes, absolutely. It's not hard. And if, if it's something like, you know, sharing five extra minutes of an episode that you did, just like a bonus or something like that in exchange for emails, you're already sitting in front of the mic, plus five more minutes. Give them some type of action that they can take and share that with them. Turn turn that into some type of downloadable. Turn it into a Google Doc, a, you know, a checklist or something like that. Don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. Don't it doesn't have to solution. be complicated to be valuable. No, no, no. They're here for the transformation. However it's packaged, they'll take it because anything is better than sitting with a problem that doesn't have a solution at this time. Well said. Well, podcasting is obviously just one of many ways to build an audience, but something I talk about a lot and we've touched on is the fact that I don't think having thousands of downloads or listeners is nearly as important as having the right listeners. So what are some of the ways that podcasters could identify who their right listener is to avoid what we were talking about before with the DMs and it's not the right offer? How can we avoid that? 
That's such a great thing. And, and it really kind of goes back to the secret sauce thing that we were talking about earlier. And it's something that I share in my workbook. Uh, it's called Strangers to Dream Clients. There are three questions. It's, and the first question is actually not even about the client. It's about you. Because if you know who you are and you understand what makes you and your offer or your perspective unique, like why, why did you think that you needed to lend your voice into the podcast community? What is it that if you were able to brainwash the world, what would be the one controlling idea that you would want everybody to know? For me, it's you have something unique to offer. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Competition doesn't matter, all of that. And there is a loyal raving fan base that is eagerly waiting to follow you over a cliff, right? So what is that controlling idea? And so when you're thinking about your ideal client, it's really just flipping that controlling idea and going, who needs to know that? Who, when you think about the profile of somebody who needs to know that, what kind of problems are they dealing with, right? So like for me, again, it's that analysis paralysis. It's the imposter syndrome. And sometimes they don't, you know, we don't call it imposter syndrome. It's just something's not clicking. Something you're not, you're not attracting the right clients and you don't know what it is, but it's not clicking and you don't like it, whatever. For you, whatever that controlling idea is, Think back to all of the other people that you've shared that controlling idea with, even before you had a podcast. What's a, what's a pattern that goes through the types of people that give you head nods versus the people that were like, I mean, that's cute. That's great. Um, I'm just going to keep going. Forget those people. Who are the people that were giving you head nods when you said that? What resonated with them? What did they say back? And if that means combing back through your IG, combing back through your DMs and stuff like that, do that homework. What was, what, what is the key thread that runs amongst the people that are just like ferociously head nodding, raising their hands consistently and asking you to talk about it? And then finally, how does that offer solve that problem? And, and it's, all of that is based on the way it's packaged, your unique secret sauce. And, and I shouldn't say offer because we're talking about podcasts, but it's the same. How does that podcast solve your problem? It's the way it's packaged. It's the way that you present the information. It's what you do. There are some people who like they, they love stats. And so it's very important to them to have the right stats after doing research and all of that to provide to their audience. For some people, it's stories. They need to make sure that they have the right story that connects with them, that shows their audience member, that allows them to see themselves in those types of stories, that shows them a way to relate. Those are two different audiences that you're going to listen to, right? There are some people who love numbers, facts and figures. I want to know, you know, I, I need you to break it down for me and teach me and stuff like that. And there are some people who just love to be entertained, right? So all of those things go into how are you solving that problem? So when you're thinking about your ideal client or your ideal listener or your ideal audience member, whatever that is, all of that goes into it. What types of people will be looking for what I offer the way I offer it right now, not the way some coach told me to do it, not the way somebody else told me I needed to do it, not the way some cookie cutter strategy that other people have followed or whatever, but the way that I want to provide this material, the way that I want to share this podcast, who would love that? And that's where I would get started. And for people who are worried that maybe they have too many different audience members or, oh, I have many special snowflakes who want to hear me. What would you say about that? Because I do think it's a concern like, oh, if I go too specific, then I'm really limiting my growth potential. 
Yeah, that's that's really interesting that you say that. What I would say back to them is, of all the snowflakes that you want to serve, who has turned back and said, thank you, with green notes of appreciation? Because not every snowflake it, that you're yearning to serve values what you offer the way it should be, right? And I'm not asking you necessarily to niche down because I think like niche is now this like five letter word that nobody <laughs> wants to talk about. But it's not even so much niche down. It's understand your unique contribution to whatever industry that you're in and double down on that. Because even if, even if you're attracting a certain kind of person and a certain kind of audience member or whatever, people who resonate with your values, remember the very first question is, do you care? And I could work with you just because you care, not necessarily because of the way that you presented your offer. There were people who worked with me inside of my program and literally I had an onboarding form that said, why did you choose now to jump in on this program? Why did you choose to work on your customer journey at this time? And they said, because you said to sign up. That was the, I didn't, I didn't know what this was, but it was an opportunity to be in your space. And because you said to sign up, I did it. There, there are podcasts that I listen to and I know nothing about that industry, but I love the podcaster. I love their stories and I'm able to connect it with whatever it is I'm doing. And I listen to them because I trust them and I rely on them. And that's what it's going to be for you. But if you're worried about serving all of the snowflakes at the same time, you know, you know that, you know, famous adage, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one, that's what's going to happen. Take a look at your podcast downloads. Take a look to see if you're actually seeing an upward trajectory or if you're plateauing because you're trying to reach everyone. Because the minute you start talking to one specific person with a problem that you actually solve in the way that you solve it, you'll start seeing an uptick in the way that you do it. One of my clients, that's one of the things we talked about was her podcast. The minute she started honing in on who she was talking to and letting them know that she had a solution with that podcast, she saw a 30% increase in podcast downloads month one. That's amazing. It's, it's, it's the power of that. That's what that is. So don't be afraid. Talk to one person. Talk to one person about the problem that you saw. It's, and, and again, think about it. Even though you want hundreds of thousands of downloads, you're only talking to one person at a time. You're only talking to one. Only one person decided that listening to your podcast at that time that they were listening to it was worth it. So make it worth their while and be courageous enough to offer your take on that solution so that they can finally self-select and say, I've been looking for someone to talk to me about this the way that you've talked to me. And I so appreciate you now. Now I'm going to download the next episode because that's what you're looking for. So build that trust. And as we wrap up, speaking of podcasting, I know you are about to launch your own show and I think I it'll am. be live by the time this episode goes live. So I'd love to know, why did you decide to start a podcast? I did because I love the opportunity to encourage people. That really was the very first thing is to show people that wanting to serve your clients, wanting to serve your audience, wanting to serve the people who listen to you is not this complicated thing. It's not the secret behind this seven figure guru door. It's something that's available to you at whatever stage you are. I truly believe that the minute you decide that you want to grow a bit or start a business, grow a business, whatever, you're an expert. And so I just want to give them, I, I want to give my listeners the opportunity to realize that like, 
what you have is uniquely valuable on its own. You don't need a certificate. You don't need any of these other things that people tell you that you need. What you need is to figure out what tools will get you the transformation that you're trying to offer other people, right? You need to think differently about your business. You need, you need to take ownership. You need to be a leader. And I wanted an opportunity to talk about the unsexy things like having a vision, leading a team and all of these things that I've learned in 10 plus years of corporate experience. And just to connect with my folks and to find my own fans, really. The name of the, the name of the podcast, incidentally, is Journey to Fans, because I believe that everybody has a loyal raving fan base. And I can't wait to connect with people on there. I think it's going to be truly transformational. Well, based on this episode alone and all the many things I've binged about you to prep for this, I know <laughs> I can't wait to be one of your very earliest podcast fans. So I can't wait to tune in. Thank you. I'm so, I, I so appreciate it. I'm so excited for it to be available to the world. You guys come on, Journey to Fans. Find me on Instagram and let me know if you give it a listen. Yeah. And before we go, I know you have a great free resource. You mentioned it earlier called The Strangers to Dream Clients Workbook. And you can yes. find it at wittenwire.com slash desola, D-E-S-O-L-A. But can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yes, absolutely. It is all about the framework that we've been talking about this whole episode, but it also gives you a chance to find your secret sauce for yourself, to start thinking about your own customer journey and thinking about who you want to invite to your loyal raving fan base. So depending on where you are on your customer journey, it can help you solve all of those problems along the way. Um, it's interactive. It is a labor of love. It is a 24 page wonderful resource that will keep you thinking and give you great ideas to grow your business and attract the right people. Yeah, this is not a fluff little PDF. <laughs> I would definitely recommend it. There's a lot of really thought-provoking questions in there. So again, the URL is witandwire.com slash desola for the Strangers to Dream Clients workbook. Well, this has been such a pleasure. I'm really feeling inspired by all of just this positivity so and approach bad. to business. So I don't know, <laughs> as we wrap up, just anything else you wanted to share with our audience of podcasters? Absolutely. I Just one more time. You are a genius. Whatever you're doing, you are a genius. You are so needed. You are so important. If you were not needed, if you looked at your competition and you thought that they were somehow standing your way, just think about the fact that they haven't gone into business, which means all of those problems have not been solved yet. So who better than you to step up and finally solve somebody's problems and give them their power back. So go out and do it. Solve problems one podcast episode at a time and impact your community. Thank you so much for joining us this week. At Wit & Wire, we help online business owners start podcasting so they can build their authority and expand their audience and their opportunities. So if you haven't already, you can check out our programs and services anytime at witandwire.com. You can also come hang out with me on Instagram at Wit and Wire, and make sure you hit the follow button in this app in case you haven't already subscribed to the show. Thank you again for joining me, Melissa Guller, in this episode of the Wit & Wire podcast. I'll see you next time.